Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Empowered 21 Leadership Podcast. I'm Ashley Wilson, Assistant Director of Empowered 21. And today I'm joined by a great friend and a special guest, Dave Wells. Dave is the, I guess, Bishop of the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada, or superintendent. Is that the word you would use? Yeah, Pentecostal Pope is fine. So. Oh, Pentecostal Pope <laughs> of the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. We're really glad to have him. Uh, Brother Dave's been a great friend to Empowered 21, has been involved for quite a long time with Empowered 21. Uh, he's also uh, part of the Pentecostal World Fellowship, uh, and uh, Pentecostal World Fellowship is putting together a large meeting in Calgary, I think your uh, global meeting in Calgary, uh, later this year. And so, um, we're glad to have you today, Brother Dave, and why don't you tell us a little bit about what God's doing in your ministry with the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada, and then uh, let's talk a little bit about the Pentecostal World Fellowship and what God's doing there. Well, thanks, Ashley. Great to be with you and uh, love our involvement with Empower 21. And, uh, you know, the Canadian church and Pentecostal churches in Canada are dealing with the realities of what does it mean to represent Jesus well in a Western context. Yeah. So uh, we're discovering, like a lot of uh, Western churches, that uh, not all of our churches are healthy. Uh, they need a fresh revitalization of their vision, their direction. So you'll see a lot of emphasis on that, of course, in churches uh, in Canada. And uh, thankfully, uh, God's at work. Uh, yeah. Our our group is aligned as far as how to go about this. I have prime leaders all across the country that are coming alongside of churches. So uh, although there's challenge there, there's also a lot of encouragement. Our churches are getting more outward bound, leaning out to the community. But within it all, they're also understanding uh, you don't just do it with nice strategies or good lighting. You know, it's it goes far deeper than that. It goes yeah. into uh, are you in cooperation with the Spirit? Are you keeping in step with the Spirit? So the emphasis we've had through Empower 21 on Spirit Empowerment has certainly fit right into what our churches, not just the PAOC, other churches that are part of E21 in Canada are really re-emphasizing that it's the Spirit that, for instance, convicts people that they even need Jesus in the first place. You and I can't do that. And uh, we need the giftings of the Spirit. On a Thursday, you need a word of wisdom when you're in the middle of a conversation with a friend on the campuses or whatever, you know. And I was just emphasizing that with our campus ministries this past week. And um, they're all latching right onto that. They get that. They understand, yeah, we need Spirit empowerment. But it's also an age, uh, of course, especially in Western context, but the church has always had to deal with this through the centuries is, you know, we worship in spirit and truth. Right. And there's a gospel, there's truth. And uh, we as a fellowship have really been re-engaging what it means to be truthful okay. about who Jesus is and all the red letters in the gospels. Sure. And, uh, you know, because there, there's constant warnings in the scriptures that there will be theological uh, drift. There will be those who turn away. There will yep. be those who conform to the world. And uh, But we know we need to have not the world's mind, but the mind of Christ. And so we've done a lot of work looking at even disciple making and what it takes to have spirit-empowered disciples. And of course, again, the Pentecostal charismatic family through Empower 21, other groups have been looking at their discipleship and saying, it's not good enough just to throw a bunch of uh, booklets out in front of a group and hope they kind of catch what's in here. And yeah. you really need it to be an act, uh, activated by the Spirit 
and transform lives. Sure. So, I mean, all of these things are kind of coming into a, an alignment, a symmetry, which uh, is in one sense very encouraging, very exciting. Yep. On another hand, very challenging. And sometimes just the plain old workload is, like I've described, sure. an avalanche. <laughs> sure, yeah. The yeah. Holy Spirit, we were actually even talking this morning in our team devotion that um, the Spirit enables us, He empowers us, but we've still got to get down and get dirty sometimes uh, and do the work. Yeah, we're workers together with God, and that means we have to stay aligned with what the Spirit is saying to the church and then be workers together with God. Yeah. So we got to be... We can all work really hard and find out we weren't working together with God. Yeah. And that's, that's a sad state, so I don't want to end up there. No, absolutely not. That's a, a wasted waste of time and, and waste of energy. I was with you in Canada in April uh, for the Empowered 21 uh, Canadian cabinet meeting. And one of the things I was really impressed by was uh, the unity across the churches in Canada. I think uh, under your leadership and, and with the help of some others, um, God's really done a work of unity in Canada. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, and uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, kudos to Empower 21, but the discussions that were going on, the dialogue that was taking place 10 plus years ago, just perfectly correlated with where we were at in Canada. And uh, we were at that time seeing leaders leaning towards each other rather than away from each other. Yeah and really asking this challenge we have in Canada is bigger than any one of us. So we needed to be aligned together. We were clear on that. And then all of a sudden the discussions that then took place about, yeah, how are we going to have a living faith for our next generations? And how are we going to demonstrate what naturally supernatural looks like? And right. how are we gonna ensure that Jesus stays at the center of it all? And it, we were all having those conversations, so it only made sense. Well, then, why not be together? And and the Lord did grant unity. I mean, it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. We'll actually be celebrating that uh, at this shared event on the Pentecostal World Fellowship right. platform, but with E21 fully participating, we'll be celebrating the Canadian story, but leading the whole global church into a time of communion and unity. Because yeah. we really believe this is a fundamental message, especially that our younger leaders are looking for, that there would be this diverse unity that can actually be visible, exhibited, not just some emotive thing that's felt somewhere, but actually shows up then in how we operate together, how we cooperate together, what we do together. And uh, so we'll be celebrating uh, that we have a foundation of that uh, within the Canadian church and uh, believing for that to really, again, be expressed uh, around the world where we fulfill Jesus' prayer, bring them to complete unity, because then the world will the world know will that know. the Father is in. Yeah. John 17. I actually preached on that yesterday. So oh, I bet you it was powerful. Uh, well, I don't know about that. My <laughs> wife said it was a little rusty. So oh, well. <laughs> anyway, yeah. but uh, no, that's a powerful passage of scripture, the prayer of Jesus in John 17. And that's really at the heart of what we're doing, trying to do here at Empowered 21. So I know you referenced uh, just a moment ago, the Pentecostal World Fellowship and the meeting you're doing in Calgary. Uh, that'll be in August of 2019. How are things going for that meeting? What are you expecting? What do you, what do you hope God does from that? Yeah, we're very encouraged. Uh, you know, uh, it's over 90 plus percent registered for. We're 
course, going to find additional space and make make it happen, especially for maybe more localized people, so that they can also that's wonderful join. Yeah. But uh, the, the bigger question is, what is the spirit saying to the church today? So the theme is spirit now, and uh, throughout the conference, we're going to be listening to uh, some obviously world-class uh, speakers, male and female, young and old, communicating uh, along the themes that we have established. And, uh, you know, Dr. Gunaratnam is chair, um, uh, Billy Wilson as chair of Power 21, kicking it off for us. But then we're going to move into affinity groups where uh, people that are in the same areas of ministry that you're engaged in, you spend a couple day uh, sessions together there's presenters, but then in smaller groups you engage. Yep. And then what's the spirit saying us together about this particular focus? Uh, you know, the next generations of leaders that are there, what would they want to say to the spirit-empowered movement worldwide? Right. Uh, and so uh, it's going to have a real active participatory side to it that lets us put together uh, a shared document that we feel will speak of what the Lord said to us in all these contexts, whether it was a plenary, whether it was these affinity Great. groups. We're going to have a global prayer meeting, and so we'll be able to pray connected with other parts of the world, but at the same time have the world well represented. Over 60 nations are already registered and have a number of those nations uh, leading us in prayer. Uh, so it's just, again, we're enthused. It's going to be... Uh, you know, the, I hope the best combination of listening to what others would share, but at the same time to have people participate, be hands-on, and again, leaning young, very diverse in who the presenters are. Currently, Dr. McWaggy, for instance, who's the most recent Nobel Peace Prize winner, is okay. going to be with us. Who was is that a, the gentleman from Africa? Yeah, from right? Congo, and yep. he uh, won the. Nobel Peace Prize for his works of justice in hospital and caring for those who had been trafficked and abused um, through uh, the wars that had taken place, especially women, of course. And uh, he's a Pentecostal minister, very connected to the Scandinavian Pentecostal movement. So it's going to be great to have him in Calgary. And Wonderful. Uh, if people want to get connected to that meeting, what, what should they do? Where do they go on, online? Online is 25pwc.org. 25pwc.org. It's the 25th uh, Pentecostal World Conference, and so 25pwc.org. And uh, we'll find place for people, but please move fast. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah. that sounds good. One last thing I want to ask you. Uh, you're really a father in the faith uh, in Canada and really all over the world. You've been in ministry for four decades now. Uh, we have a number of young leaders that are listening to this podcast today. Uh, what would you say to a, a young person uh, who's just launching out in ministry or maybe has a hunger for the Holy Spirit and trying to decide what God wants to do, wants them to do with their life? Yeah, it, this is a great question, Ashley, because uh, I didn't touch on it, but uh, in our fellowship, we made that the number one strategic question. And we're realigning our entire strategic thinking to be about those that are age 30 and younger. And so the question is, as you look at that child all the way through to children, youth, young adults, into millennials. What is the calling of God upon their life? What is God leading them to be? What are they to be developed in? And to find that ability for churches to think that way, for even our colleges and seminaries to think that way. And uh, for instance, 
not make youth ministry about the youth pastor's ministry where he or she is a superstar and everybody just watches with a little bit of musical background, you know, but take all of those young people and help to track what's God's calling on their life and what's he yeah. calling them towards. Some he'll call them, you know, to Ephesians four style ministries and to equip the body and they'll need leadership equipping moving forward. They'll probably need to end up in college and seminary and so on. But for others, they need to find the right mentors. And so to the young person themselves, to those that are half my age and younger, <laughs> uh, I, I, I have learned personally that the best thing I did was it, it was who I chose to be my mentors. Wow, that's powerful. Because the whole mission is to become a disciplined follower of Jesus. And I couldn't have become a disciplined follower of Jesus without having those people in my life yeah. who discipled me. And I literally did one conference where I put 14 people on a stage and I honored them through the various stages of my life as the ones who had mentored me. Mentoring you. And it was powerful. And everybody goes, yeah, in the end, that's the mission. These people all did their part. So who are the people that are there for you yeah. And uh, you may have to go ask them. You may get disappointed about somebody you think you'd like and they're not available. But uh, have ears to hear. Keep your ears up from God about who would he lead you to. And you start to grab every time you can. You make yourself available for service. And, you know, that may track into a professional career, uh, judicial career, educational career. Well, there's great Christian mentors out there, yeah. spirit-empowered, who are just uh, not just people that get up on stages and speak in front of thousands of people. They're the ones that live it out day to day in the marketplace and find those people if that's the direction of your life and become all that Jesus calls you to be. That's great advice. Wonderful. Well, thank you for being with us on uh, this podcast today. And thank you for joining us for the Empowered 21 Leadership Podcast. Uh, be sure to check us out at empowered21.com. Follow us on social media at Empowered21 uh, and uh, look for some more podcast episodes soon.